Welcome to episode two of our podcast, Tooth and Claw, where Wes, Jeff, and I, my name is Mike, by the way, talk about wild animal attacks. This week, we talk about the Amur tiger, more commonly known maybe as the Siberian tiger. Wes wanted to make sure we slipped that bit of info in there at the top, and uh, that'll probably be the last educational thing I'll be saying today. Wes, on the other hand, will be a lot more informative in telling you the story of a tiger breakout that happened at the San Francisco Zoo, and the violent and surprisingly chaotic aftermath that ensued. We also do want to mention that we did record this several months ago, just as COVID-19 was starting to shut everything down, uh, just to give a frame of reference around any events or dates that are discussed outside of the story itself. Again, since we're a newer podcast, every single person who rates and reviews Tooth and Claw favorably makes a huge difference. So if you wouldn't mind taking a quick second to do that for us, we would be forever grateful. Thank you. All right, let's get into episode two on the Amur Tiger. So uh, we're back. It's been a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, Not too much has changed since yeah, last time. We're all just exactly the same. <laughs> There's no nothing different. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we are we're in the middle of quarantine for COVID nineteen. The three of us are quarantined together, so here we are. Um, What's and... the most bored thing you guys have done during quarantine? Bored? Like I did a puzzle that I've already done, which felt pretty <laughs> boring. <seriously. to> me. <laughs> that you can't top that. <laughs> I was just going to go with the standard, like, I watched two seasons of a show consecutively without taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> without taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was Ozark, so it was yeah. like 10 Ooh, episodes. I'm in that right now. It's yeah. pretty good. That's 20 consecutive good. hours is a lot of hours. Those episodes aren't short, yeah. I. It's like, it's a very dark and depressing show, too, and I thought it would make me more depressed yeah. during all this COVID thing, but it actually kind of made me feel like, man, my life... Could be a lot worse. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Jeff? What's the most boring thing you've done? Well, like my most fun idea I had while I was bored was probably having you feed me lunch down oh, yeah. the <laughs> railing true. on our stairs. Yeah, we uh, slid. We slid like a, a full lot of games. a full meal down the railing of the stairs into Jeff's face. Which <laughs> so wait, like well. the noodle shoot that they have in Japan, you know, where they like send the little children yeah. down the slide. But we just did it down the banister. And yeah, it, like sandwich apple. It didn't fall off. No, no. The wow. apple, the apple, apple came in really had some fast. Speed. <laughs> I thought it off. broke my nose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, we've been keeping busy. Obviously, uh, we today are going to be doing the second podcast of um, Tooth and Claw. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call this thing. Still fluid. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's still fluid. So if anyone out there has a better idea what to call this we'll 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 take it but we like tooth and claw for now yeah what else is going on it's pretty pretty weird time for everyone one thing that's been weird for me as a wildlife expert is all these different fake stories that have been coming up about wildlife is flourishing and every like nature's returning there's one like the venice canals are clear and it was actually a different part of some different canals and then i just read one that was the bear population in yosemite is quadrupled yeah. and it's like Oh, so in a month, <laughs> the bears have had four times the offspring that they typically have. You know, their gestation period's eight months, but they're actually just going to have, you know, quadruple <laughs> their population in a month. And, and like, if you read the article, it kind of explained that they just meant they've been seeing a lot more bears. But 
anyway, there's been a lot of that stuff out there that's been pretty annoying. That's that's old crabby old crabby Wes complaining about the fluff pieces on the news. Well, speaking of crabs, what are we talking about today? Oh, uh, we're talking about tigers today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess we might as well launch into this. So today we're going to talk about Siberian tigers. So where do you find these Siberian tigers? (laughs) You actually find them in Far East Russia, uh, just north of North Korea and just to the east of China. So there's like a little strip of Russia that kind of comes down. Siberia, are you talking about? No, it's not Siberia. So they used to live in Siberia. It's tricky. (laughs) Yeah, it is tricky. They used to live in like Mongolia, Siberia, all these different places, but now their range has been drastically reduced and they're only in the far eastern little strip of Russia that, again, is, like, just north of North Korea. Okay. Um, None in North Korea? No. And there's a few in China. But if their population does expand, they'll probably expand in North Korea. Really? Yeah. My dog Bryce is here, too. You guys may hear her a little bit. We'll try to get her riled up for you. (laughs) Exactly. Feed her some French fries. Uh, Yeah, so that's where they're at right now. There's about 500 of them in the wild. There's not many, but there's a lot more than there was. Uh, a little while ago, so they're before actually, the virus. Yeah, they've been pretty young, <laughs> which is interesting. The only animal, like wild animal, that they've found it in has been a tiger. Um, oh, really? Which is just like how how the tiger the get tested. Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no people can get tested, yeah. but we got them for all yeah. the zoo tigers. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Most so there, bad, there so has bad. been a tiger that has it, and then I think a couple domestic animals have been tested positive too. But um, as far as I know, wild animals or you know enclosed wild animals that tiger is the only one anyway so there's about 500 of them there used to be uh less than that but they've had some pretty good conservation uh and their numbers have remained relatively stable for a while now and even gone up a little bit um anyway though the tiger that we're going to talk about today wasn't actually a tiger in the wild it was a tiger in a zoo uh her name was tatiana uh which is a nice russian name for a siberian tiger it's a good uh, tiger name. Yeah. Solid name. Yeah. yeah. She was born in Denver, uh, and then she, at four years old, uh, well, I, sorry, after she was born, she was sent to San Francisco, and at the time of this attack, she was four years old. So this is an attack of a tiger that was in captivity. Yeah. What is year? That, 2007. Okay. Good year. Yeah, great year. 2007 <laughs> was a good year. I think 2007 was a pretty poor year for me. I think it was probably one of my worst years, actually. Huh. But you want to get into it? No, nah, we'll leave that. All we'll right. leave that in the past. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> maybe so, next podcast. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you <laughs> know, if coronavirus keeps going, I'm sure I'll open up even more. Sure. Um. Anyway, Tatiana had a kind of a history. Uh, a few years before this incident that we're going to talk about, she had mauled a keeper that was too close to an enclosure grill when he was feeding her. And uh, he, she pulled his arm through that grill and really mauled it pretty bad. The dude was in the hospital, and he sued the zoo, and there's this whole thing. But so she kind of had a bit of a history. So fast forward, we're in 2007. There's three dudes that are in the zoo, and the zoo's closing. So the zoo closes at 5, and they're just kind of in you know one of the last groups to leave, and they're by the tiger exhibit, and Tatiana gets out. And we're going to kind of go into that yeah. a little bit of like how this tiger got out of its exhibit but she gets out and the three people there we have carlos souza jr who's 17 and then two brothers paul and Coolbeard dollawal so there's these three guys and they're by the tiger exhibit they likely were 
doing some stuff to make this tiger angry, whether that's throwing things inside the exhibit or jumping up on the wall and kind of like running around and yelling at the tiger. There's a good chance that they were provoking the tiger. And we're going to talk a little bit more about why there's a good chance that happened, but probably happened. So Tatiana is pissed off. She hates that she's being provoked, jumps out of her cage. <laughs> and she immediately hits Cool Beer, uh, who is the... She just like jumped out? She Yeah, which we're going to talk about. (laughs) She jumps out. (laughs) They should have thought about that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting actually. Uh, But she mauls Cool Beer. um, And instead of running away, both Carlos Souza Jr. and uh, Cool Beer's brother, Paul, kind of stand their ground and yell at her. And she comes at Carlos Souza instead. I probably wouldn't have done that. It's a a big tiger. To their credit, yeah. Like, if a tiger jumped out of its enclosure, me and Wes, are, I'm gonna attack. Yeah. you and Wes are just I'm not standing yelling. there. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Probably run. Oh, I'll say know. I'll say this much: like with bears, I've had some pretty scary circumstances that I've had to do. You know, with like going into their dens and all of that stuff. But recently, I was in India and um, and I got to go to this tiger enclosure where there's a tiger that they had that had killed someone. And they had this big enclosure for it, but to feed it, they'd bring it into this really small enclosure that you could get right up against the bars. And when that thing came in and started like eating and staring at me, I've never like been so intimidated by an animal. Like never in my life have I seen an animal that just wanted to kill me so badly. And like I knew the second that tiger was out, I was toast. There was absolutely nothing I could do. And with bears, there's this whole suite of things that I know I can try and do to survive. And I was just like, man, if this thing gets out, I am just screwed. It was so big and so powerful. So I don't, I don't know. For me, I, 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 I agree. Like to some extent, I agree that what do you do? You know, yeah. I'm pretty confident I would stand my ground <laughs> if one of it? you were getting mauled. I think so too. Yeah, but but I don't blame. I would rather like die than run away from my best friend or my brother getting eaten. I wouldn't blame you guys for running. Yeah. <laughs> but Carlos Souza is the next to get mauled. Yeah. And he's killed by this tiger. Oh, so he um, regrets it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he's killed. And and probably part of that is because the brothers do take off uh, when the tiger starts mauling him. He gets his throat slashed pretty immediately by the tiger. Uh, so maybe they, you know, who knows? They're, I'm, I'm guessing their whole account of this thing is sealed because I couldn't find anything that's from the brothers. Anyways, we're going to get into like what happened legally after all of this, and I'm guessing that because they did end up reaching a settlement with these people that everything kind of got sealed they up. They can't talk. There are 911 calls and a few other things that you can access from this. Oh, interesting. I couldn't pull them up for some reason, but they are out there. So I, I wonder think... who the legal representation for the tiger was. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about that, actually. Um, so... Carlos Souza tragically mauled to death by this tiger. The brothers run off and they go to get help. And they don't go very far. There's a cafe uh, about 300 yards away, 250 yards away. And this part's pretty scary to me. They run to this cafe. They're banging on the door trying to get in. And the cafe workers, because the zoo had just closed, they think that these are like crazy people that are just left in the zoo. And they refuse to open the door for him. Oh, no. So these two dudes know that there's like a tiger that just possibly killed their friend. 
and that, you know, is still out there and they're banging on the door trying to get in. And the cafe does immediately call the police, but they call it on the brothers because they're like, oh, there's these two crazy dudes, you know, and they're saying a tiger attacked them, but they don't, they've never had anything like this happen before. So they don't really believe them. And so the police take 23 minutes to respond. The cafe realizes through the zoo communication that there is a tiger out. Cool Beer is outside and he gets to a payphone or something and he calls the police. Wait, I he's... thought he was the one that died. Carlos. No, Carlos. Oh, Sosa, yeah, okay. yeah. So Cool Beer has been mauled at this point. Okay, yeah. But he didn't die. Um, he gets on the phone and he's like, they won't let us in, you know, all this stuff is going on. And then while he's on the phone, the police show up. But at this point, Tatiana has followed their trail of blood to where they are. And she's just kind of sitting nearby. And then she attacks and mauls Paul. And then as the police show up, she's attacking Cool Beer too. And so he's on the phone with them when she starts attacking him. And the call ends. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so she's attacking him. The police show up. There's this whole problem with them even getting in the zoo because the zoo's on lockdown because they have a freaking tiger that's like on the loose killing people. Yeah. And then it's like tracked these two dudes down and it starts mauling them. And the crazy thing about that too is it walks past the warthog exhibit. It walks past a lot of different stuff that it could kill to go get these dudes. And there's this whole discussion online about whether this was like a vengeance attack or not. And tigers are one of the few animals where if you do look into that, there's some pretty compelling instances that look like they just get pissed off enough to where they're like, I'm killing those people. Yeah. I remember a story you told me about a hunter wounding a tiger yeah. and the tiger just like camping out at his cabin for a while exactly. until the guy came out. Yeah, there's a whole book. It's called The Tiger. I haven't read it yet, but it's about that. There's some pretty wild things with tigers and, and kind of vengeance is like a very human characteristic, but it, that's the closest thing that it comes to. It's more... Just them getting so provoked that they're just zeroed in on neutralizing whatever's provoking them. So anyways, it follows the kids there, starts mauling them again. The police do show up, and when they turn on their lights to distract the tiger from mauling, I think it's mauling cool beer at the time, Mm -hmm. they turn on the lights, and it works miraculously. The tiger starts coming towards them, and they open fire on it, and they shoot it a ton of times, and then go up and shoot it in the head to make sure it's dead. So tragically, Tatiana as well dies. What happens afterwards is obviously there's a lot of lawsuits because you don't go to the zoo thinking that maybe a tiger is going to get out and kill you, you know? (laughs) Whether or not these dudes provoke this tiger, uh, they're they're kids. You know, we're talking about a 17 and 19 and a 23-year-old. All three of them had alcohol in their system. All three of them had marijuana in their system. And that sucks that, like, they're probably getting blamed for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But how many people are going to the zoo every day that have alcohol in their system or right. marijuana in their system, yelling stuff and doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing? And it's actually a misdemeanor to harass the animals in the zoo. Mm-hmm. So had they gotten caught doing this, they would have been, you know, and not attacked. Sure. They would have been given a misdemeanor. They just pushed this tiger too far, and it was in an enclosure that it could get out of. They, they go through litigation, uh... Cool Beer and Paul both sue. Uh, they get $900,000 as a settlement, which is like a pretty good settlement, um, I think, you know, for surviving. So would you, yeah. you think you'd uh, get mauled by a tiger for 900000 <laughs> If you knew you were going to live through it. I was you, honestly thinking about well, that. I think my I would question do it. would be, but would we you lose your, one yeah, of us. If your too. friend dies, that's the problem. I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know... 
One, w- I'll roll the dice. One tiger mauling, yeah, or you know, well, they got four fifty. Twenty each. years of working a job you don't like. Yeah, yeah, true. Four hundred fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money. Oh, they had to split it. They, that's the settlement for both of them. We're gonna get into kind of the negligence on the part of the zoo, which we talked about. Cafe right. or that like food place probably should have let him in. In hindsight, right? Yeah. Sosa. Yeah, they definitely should have. Sosa's dad, the the kid that died said that Paul did admit being drunk and waving and yelling at the animal. However, and there was like some zoo visitors that were witnesses saying that that probably happened, but there wasn't any hard proof that it happened. So they did win these lawsuits. They won $900,000, and then the Sosa family won an undisclosed amount. So I'm guessing it's like quite a bit more because their boy Lifetime passes to the zoo. Yeah. Uh Yeah, (laughs) lifetime passes. (laughs) The zoo did actually shut down for a couple weeks. Both teams hired different people to kind of be their expert witnesses. Lori Gage was a tiger expert uh, that analyzed the scene. And she said the tiger was almost certainly provoked to a high level to be able to jump out of the enclosure. And then she says, um, with my knowledge of tiger behavior, I cannot imagine a tiger trying to jump out of its enclosure unless it was provoked. So that that I thought that was interesting. Her saying, I can't imagine a tiger trying to jump out of its enclosure unless it was provoked. That's definitely imaginable to me. To me, if you put a tiger in an enclosure that it can get out of. It's well, imaginable that it's going to get out of it. So how long had the tiger been in this zoo? It's been there for a few years. Years. And yeah. it hadn't ever tried to do this before. It had never tried to jump out. Now, the... Uh, Noah. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah, that's true. On the other hand, like the Sosa family attorney, Michael Cardoza, his quote was, keep in mind these are animals. Who knows why they do anything? <laughs> <laughs> Strong so, argument. So imagine, I just read that and I'm like, imagine you're this lady who's spent her entire life devoted to studying tiger behavior. Mm. And this lawyer just walks out and is like, who knows why they do anything? <laughs> you know? Like, oh, I just can't imagine how frustrated she must have been. She had to go to the scene and follow the blood trail and learn all this stuff. And this guy's just like, well, they're animals. Um, <laughs> but he won, so he must have been a good lawyer. Okay, so now we're going to get into how this actually happened. We're gonna, I'm going to paint a mental picture for you guys here. We've got the enclosure, and it's got a wall with all these things for the tiger to play on and, like, a little jungle. And then there's a little hill that goes down into a moat. And then on the other side of that moat, there's a 12-and-a-half-foot concrete wall. So pretty much for this tiger to be able to get out, it had to jump from the bottom of this moat to the top of a 12-and-a-half-foot wall. Now, the moat was completely empty. There was no water in it. In 1960, I believe, there's a Bengal tiger in the same exhibit that jumped out and they so they filled the moat with water Mm. and then the bengal tiger couldn't get out anymore because you couldn't get the same purchase like jumping out of water but with then you know they just kind of put this new tiger in there and figured things would be forgot about a bigger species siberian tigers are the biggest species of tiger Mm. yeah they just assumed that it was going to be okay right now 12 feet 12 12 and and a half half. i mean i feel like you think that would be enough the Best NBA players could probably get to like a rim that's 12 and a half. Yeah, and this and is the like the best jumpers I've yeah, ever sure. We've had this discussion before though. Nothing, you've, you've said like, oh, is there anything that jumps better than an NBA player? And almost everything does, especially a tiger. Yeah. They are, it's insane what they can do. 
I've seen these videos where they just jump, you know, they jump an insane amount up well, yeah. or over. I mean, you think about an NBA player with their arms up, yeah. they're already right. nine feet. They just yeah. got to go like three feet. Yeah. A right. tiger's got to jump. It's got to go some distance, but like her, yeah, her muscles and like her like kind of pouncing and like fully extending her body. She's probably close to that length right. in her body too. And then she just has to get her paws out in front of her and grab that ledge and pull up. Yeah. Well, like 25 years of cat videos. 25 years of cat videos. I don't know. It's probably been about that long that I've been watching cat videos. If I were in charge of the zoo, I would have built we made like it. a... F- 25 years. Here's yeah. to 25 years. 25 more. Uh, but I'm just saying, if I was in charge of this tiger exhibit, I would have made like an 80-foot wall. Like, yeah. Just no just one can con- see the no tigers. No one can see it. I don't care. I don't know. This is in Jurassic just... Park. We're not talking about a T-Rex here. <laughs> and make it all uh, electrified. And... Okay. Well, in Jurassic Park, it doesn't work That's either. true. If That's not a great book. I've <laughs> watched the movie. seen the movie a few yeah. times. Uh, they get out. It's probably the movie I've seen the most. They do get out. That's true. Something. Okay. So we're going to talk about this a little bit because there actually is a standard for how high tiger enclosure walls should be. And that standard's enforced by the American Association of Zoos and Aquariums. And what they recommend is 16.4 feet. 16.4, like, that's a pretty precise number. Specific. Someone sat down and, and really, you know, did the numbers on what a Siberian tiger can do. And they realized at 16.4, we're safe. That's what their recommendation is. So technically, a zoo like San Francisco could have a 12 and a half foot wall. They get checked every once in a while, and they'll be like, oh, you know, you're... Your tiger exhibit isn't quite up to standards, and they're like, okay, you know, we'll work on that. As long as their tigers aren't getting out, which, mind you, one did get out in 1960, they're not too concerned about it. I'm kind of curious. Would any other animal have, like, a higher wall, you think? I don't know. I was thinking about that, too. Like a bird? Leopards are great climbers. Yeah, birds are. If if I'm talking non-bird animals, (laughs) I would think maybe a leopard. Okay. Um, because they really are just incredible climbers and, mm. um, they're not as big as tigers and not as powerful, but they really can climb. Okay. So 16.4 is the recommended standard. We're at 12 and a half feet. So <laughs> after this happened, they interviewed the director of the zoo and he said, obviously now that something's happened, we're going to be revisiting that actual height. So that was his quote. Like, we're going to revisit that. Pretty terrible response, in my opinion. You got to kind of just own up to that. And, and say, people probably sure. found out, hey, this isn't the first time this has happened right. with yeah. this enclosure. Right. And I, and for me, if I'm going to the zoo and I'm going to be around animals that are potentially dangerous, I kind of just have in the back of my head, I'm safe. They're in enclosures. The experts have looked at this. They've decided that this animal can't get out of this enclosure. Yeah. And, you know, they failed to do that. And so for me, as much as you want to say these guys provoked them or they were drunk or whatever, you you expect a certain amount of safety going to the zoo. And if the tiger gets out and kills you or mauls you. I'd be mad. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'd be pretty <laughs> mad. If it killed you. <laughs> yeah. I'd be pretty upset. <laughs> So I I definitely side on the side of the victims in this one. It sucks too because they end up having to kill a tiger because the tiger just got provoked and got out and did what tigers do. Well, who's the real victim here is what I want to know. Who? And this tiger was just doing what yeah, naturally totally. came to it. It got blasted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. there's no there's no like winner here. I don't think it should have <laughs> been killed. Yeah, I mean... Actually, it probably should have been. Because don't animals, once they kill once... It's not even that. Like, well, like, crazy. tigers are going to kill if they're wild tigers. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to get into the tiger biology a little bit, but 
it's not the whole like man eater thing isn't like a proven thing. There definitely have been tigers in the past that decide oh. that humans are easy prey and they just start picking okay. off humans. But it's not like a rule that if an animal eats or kills someone that's suddenly addicted to killing people. Where'd that come from? Is this like a Hollywood it's just, thing? Yeah, it's a Hollywood thing. Mm. Um, but I mean, on the other hand, a lot of animals go to the zoo because if they've ate a person because... Because totally. they want to avoid that. You don't want those in the wild. Well, oh. What it is, it's more, that's more of a liability issue though, where if, you, if there's a tiger out in the wild that kills someone and then they decide not to put it in the zoo and it kills someone else then suddenly you have a really good legal case to be like, wait, you guys just let this animal continue living in the wild mm. when it's already killed someone? Better yeah. safe than sorry Yeah, type so thing. generally it's a liability thing. It's not so much like, a, oh, it's for sure going to kill more people. Yeah. Anyway, to your original question, though, like, why'd they kill the tiger? They I mean, had to obvious. because it was mauling someone. Yeah, it was out. It's know, obvious. Was attacking why like had I think had they had a more controlled environment where they could have sure you know had it just gotten out mm-hmm. or something. But when it's like right next to someone and about to go attack someone again, yeah. you got to shoot it. They killed Harambe just exactly. for like protecting that little kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm gonna maybe play a little bit of devil's advocate here, but yeah, uh, and maybe this should just be saved for later, but. Just the fact in the first place that it was being kept in a probably not, yeah, you know, it's naturally sized habitat is hundreds oh, of not, miles, yeah, you not know, and not all of a sudden it's not natural for tigers to be cooped up, and you can't really blame one for like going crazy and trying totally. to escape. But, okay, so like, but the interesting thing about that, and I was thinking about that too, is the fact that this tiger probably knew it could get out of its exhibit, right? You know? It didn't do it until it had a reason to, until it was like finally pissed off enough that it was like, okay, I'm going to go kill these kids, you know? But it probably knew up until that point that it could make that jump. Yeah. And it didn't. Like a lot of zoos do a really great job of giving the animal everything it needs, Um, you know, giving it shelter, giving it protection, which are things animals want, you know, that whole hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. And then also this tiger was specifically brought in to mate with a male tiger. So it had mating opportunities. And then they also get really great enrichment. So a lot of times these animals that we think just want to be out roaming these huge areas, the only reason they're roaming is so they can find food. It's a fight for survival. Yeah. Yeah. And like if they actually have everything they need in a smaller area, a lot of times they're pretty content. Now, I'm not to say that like Tatiana was that way. There definitely are animals that shouldn't be in captivity, but zoos do a great job of contributing to conservation and inspiring people. And I'm pretty pro-zoo yeah. if they do it the right way. Sure. And and this one really made me think about that because she just decided to jump out. You know, yeah. this yeah. wasn't something she was trying every day. And they were like, oh, that Tatiana, she's figuring it out. Mm-hmm. One day she's like, I- I'm out of here. I'm going to go kill something. You know? I guess thinking about it that way, that's not a bad gig. Because I'm already sitting in my room basically 20 hours exactly. of the day anyways. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. you get food and someone to have sex with? <laughs> I would be hard-pressed to think of any reason yeah, why and I just... wouldn't accept that. Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, interesting point. But Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it I... is crazy just like how much of a grudge tigers can hold for oh, something like that. Totally. Though. So that same tiger that I saw in India, the the guy that comes in and feeds it, that tiger absolutely hates that dude. It's this huge male tiger. Its paw is as big as my head. And when the dude comes in and feeds it, it just jumps up against the bars and is just like roaring and hissing and spitting. And that guy's like, I have no doubt in my mind that the second this tiger got out, 
it would come kill me. And he doesn't abuse it or there's nothing going on there. It's just decided that it doesn't like this dude. Um, and that tiger is really well taken. It has a huge enclosure and tons of space. It'd be crazy just putting yourself in their shoes, throwing some little rocks or something at the tiger. I don't know why they did it. Probably yeah. to make it react or yeah, do they're stuff. High. They're yeah. high too. Yeah. And then you're just walking away like, oh, where should we go now? Maybe <laughs> yeah. I want to check out the monkeys. And then all of a sudden you there's a tiger jumping on your back. Yeah. Like you just... That's not even a thought for me no, at a zoo, you no. know? You guys should do a little online research how often animals get out in zoos. Oh, really? Even here in Utah, the leopard got out pretty recently. It's not an aggressive animal, but it, they're just good at figuring out how to get out. And yeah. and it didn't go very far. It like went up a nearby tree. But, but yeah, I was thinking about that too, Jeff. They probably had spent most... I mean, the zoo was closing. So they'd probably harassed a lot of animals that day. Yeah. And they were like, we did it, you know? We... <laughs> and they're like, save the tiger for last. And that's the one that got him. Anyway, the zoo did extend their, they reopened. They extended their wall to the minimum height of 16 feet, 4 inches. And then on top, added some plexiglass to a total height of 19 feet. No tigers are getting out of there anymore. They put a hot wire in. I imagine, I don't know really what their current tiger status is. So was that tiger in the prime of its life? Is four years kind of like when tigers are really fully developed and... Yeah, I mean, they brought that tiger in. Ready to hop out of zoo enclosures. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They brought it in to mate, so it was was sexually mature, which means it's in its prime. I read a few different things. One said she was 200-something pounds, and one said she was 350. You never discuss a woman's weight, Wes. I'm sorry. Do males or females get bigger? The males get bigger. Okay. Are there any so. difference in aggression levels between the genders, or is that... Um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not totally sure what, what the proportion of attacks is on people, females versus males. Mm. I do know that they will cub defend, so okay, yeah. female with cubs is probably going to be a bit trickier than, than mm. like just your regular sure. old tiger. But I don't, from, from what I, I don't know if there's a big difference between the proportion of attacks between males and females. Yeah. They, Siberian tigers aren't responsible for a ton of attacks because they live in pretty remote areas in the wild. There are a few out there that I've read about, but Bengal tigers in in India are the ones that are really notorious. And it's because they share space with tons of people. And their Bengals are the highest population of tigers. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching a game show the other day and they had a question, what's the highest amount of people a single tiger has killed yeah and it was like a true or false question do you guys want to guess the number yeah i'm gonna guess 250 by a single tiger by one tiger tiger. it's insane what some tigers really yeah i'll go two thousand two (laughs) hundred thousand two hundred thousand yeah it's my lucky that's a little high uh, so Wes wins <laughs> Price is Right rules and just any rules because that was ridiculous. <laughs> but it was 436 yeah. people, oh one single tiger killed in Nepal and India. Yeah. Like they used to, those like kind of like great white hunters that they used to have, you know, back in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. They would have those guys go over to India and hunt these tigers that have killed hundreds of people and leopards too. Um, leopards would kill couple hundred people too so it's it's pretty crazy and we'll probably do an episode about some of those stories because they're yeah. wild yeah. Yeah. yeah and those are bengal tigers and they still kill like 50 people a year which is a pretty high number for an animal per tiger yeah no not per tiger oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh we're gonna give a couple more facts about siberian tigers they are the largest of all tiger species they in the wild can kill 
a lot of different animals, a few different ungulates, which are deer and elk and moose. Um, they do kill moose. They also kill both Asiatic black bears and brown bears. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And they actually kill, even though the brown bears are bigger and tougher, they kill more brown bears because they kind of prefer the same habitat as tigers, kind of these open grasslands and stuff. Oh. Whereas black bears are more kind of up up in the trees, and it's um, just... what's the plan of attack when they attack in something so that they're, big? They're stalk and kill predators. Um, do they like go for the neck? They do go they... for the neck. Okay. Yeah, they actually try and like sever the spine, from what I understand. So like a bite to the spine to sever it, and that's not for everything, but for bears, that's a really good question. Um, but for bears, that's kind of their tactic because they need to kill them real quick. Mm. with a deer or something like that what they're does gonna, it paralyze the bear it probably just kills it yeah uh, okay um so they don't mess around with their prey they just kind of go no, for the kill yeah so with any other animal like a deer or something like a little bit smaller yeah most of the big cats will suffocate it by biting the uh, oh, okay. like the throat sure and they just clamp down so hard on the throat that the animal actually like, kind of suffocates and uh but with the bears because they, like they can really get messed up they'll go for this kind of killing blow there's not very much record of that, but they do guess that, that bears might make up 2% of a Siberian tiger's um, yearly food, which is pretty high. That's higher than I thought. And then they do kill wolves and stuff too. Anywhere that Siberian tigers are, you're not going to find many wolves because wolves don't want to share the same habitat with them. These guys are kind of like the badass of any animal. Mm. If you can kill a brown bear, you know, if it's not, not only can you kill it, but it's like part of your diet, yeah. then you're a pretty tough animal. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Their tongues are so rough that they can clean meat from bone, and they average 20 pounds of meat per day in the wild. Now, that doesn't mean they're killing every day. It means they probably kill something like once a week, but they just eat so much that it averages out to about 20 pounds. Right. And they'll come back to it and stuff. I can relate. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we probably should talk about, you know, what you would actually do if you encounter a tiger in the wild. And the main thing is avoiding a tiger attack. So... Making some noise, kind of letting a tiger know you're coming is one thing because that, then you're not like surprising one. You're not risking pissing off a tiger and having it attack you. Uh, so they kind of say to make a basic human level of noise, not necessarily big loud noises because, again, that might piss off the tiger. And then also just kind of traveling in groups. Most predators or animals don't like attacking groups of people. So that's kind of a, an important thing, too. Outside of that, if you actually are attacked by a tiger, there's very little that you can do if you don't have like a gun or bear spray or something to kind of fend it off. If it wants to kill you, it's probably going to kill you. One thing one thing to remember, though, about like most of the tiger attacks that are happening in the world are happening in India, and they're happening in this region where you have these people, you know, who live a very kind of rural lifestyle, and they're out fishing or like collecting wood or doing these different things where the tiger mistakes them for prey or thinks they're prey and decides to kill them. That is something, it's really hard for them to avoid these kind of things because of their lifestyle. And so there are, I'm sure there's there's groups out there that are trying to teach and educate people on how to be better prepared in tiger country. But if you, if, if someone listening to us decides to go out, spend some time in tiger country, what I would recommend is talking to an expert and yeah. getting an expert kind of opinion on what to do. That's good advice because yeah. talking, you're making noise tigers will be frightened yeah just bring an expert along you can be making noise exactly. with you got more people there yeah it's a good solution yeah that's efficient it is good idea <laughs> Wes. <laughs> well that's pretty all cool. right okay do you guys have any questions about about tiger biology no you really touched yeah, them. yeah. i think we got it okay yeah. cool let's let's go into some of our categories uh jeff let's do your category first okay <laughs> 
Oh, wait. So Go ahead, announce it. We've talked about a few, but I'm assuming you mean what's your favorite tiger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we're going, what's your favorite tiger? No rules, just your favorite tiger. Yeah. We'll start with Mike. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hobbs. Okay, so Mike took Hobbs, mine. you want to uh, explain yeah. who Hobbes is? Yeah, so Thomas Hobbes was one of the <laughs> foremost philosophers of his day back in the 15, 1600s. So you're talking about Thomas Hobbes, not Hobbes. The tiger I guess from... maybe that doesn't fit. <laughs> no, it doesn't work as a tiger. Maybe I'll go with Tigger then. Tigger? 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 I, there's a lot. So tigers are my favorite animal. Really? I think. Interesting. I'm pretty sure. That's been kind of like the one that comes to mind whenever someone asks the question for a long time now. Yeah. Um, they're there just, for me. There's so many good tigers. Yeah. Tigger not... could get over 16 and a half feet with his tail bounce. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to go Hobbs West? from Calvin Hobbs? and Hobbs. The Calvin actual Hobbs. Hobbs, yeah. okay. Hobbs and Shaw. I, I grew up with, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. The I grew actual up, Hobbs? <laughs> I grew no, up with Calvin and Hobbs. Mean. It was like a very important comic for me. Sure. I have all like the collections and everything. I was going to pick I was gonna pick actual Hobbs, but yeah. I knew you were going to yeah. as well. So, so you, did, you did fake Hobbs or yeah. real Hobbs that Calvin and Hobbs is probably inspired by? I don't know. I wonder. Uh, yeah tigers are also a favorite for me so that is a hard pick they're one of the cooler animals out i there. think they're awesome yeah tigers like I, I mean i like calvin and Hobbes comics better but tigger's kind of cooler how he hops on his tail i never got into winnie the pooh at all <laughs> yeah i just didn't, mean, didn't really. do it for me <laughs> For Who's me, your favorite? well, I'll pick a couple of my favorite episodes and oh. show you <laughs> for me uh I was leaning Tony the Tiger, but then I was like, he's kind of a, you know, he's kind of a he bro. just like bursts into scenes and like, they're great. <laughs> and like, yeah. he's a little bit too much. He's a shill. So I think I'm going to go with the Tiger and Swiss Family Robinson. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Does it have a name? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. But like, if you haven't seen the movie, there's a little boy just like. There, there's whole families stranded on an island, and this little boy really wants to catch a tiger, and the dad's just like as encouraging as possible for this little like twelve year old to catch he's a all tiger. He's all in on the tiger plan, and then they like use the tiger to kill some pirates. It's a good, it's a good tiger. Yeah, it's funny. We recently watched that movie, and I had been reading about how easily this tiger jumped out of its enclosure. And when it's in that pit in that movie, I'm like, oh, that tiger could easily jump out of that thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also just full on have that tiger fight some dogs and stuff in that movie. The the animal cruelty laws have come a long way because in that movie, they're just having them do everything. Yeah. Like, I wonder how many tigers they went through. Or dogs. Yeah, or dogs. Exactly. <laughs> Probably a lot more dogs than tigers. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our next category. Um, so let's put it cage match against our last animal, the grizzly bear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We've kind of already answered that. If you get full-size Siberian tiger, full-size grizzly bear, 10 times, how many times does the tiger win? I think the tiger wins 7 out of 10. Okay. Uh, there are records of bears killing tigers Yeah. in those same places where tigers kill bears. But if one of them kind of seeks out the other one as a potential prey... Yeah. <laughs> then you know that one's pretty confident that it's generally going to win. But wait, so we're talking about tigers are like the stock and kill. Stock and kill. But if they're like squared up in a ring True. match, they're That's both prepared. Point. They've gone through months of training. intensive training. <laughs> I don't know. I could see it being a little more evenly split. That's true. That's a good point. Because 
everything I did read about those kind of like pred- predations and like the tigers attacking uh, bears yeah. was it talked a lot about how the element of surprise is really important for the tigers in those meetups. Mm. So you, you bring up a good point. Like if you do have a bear and a tiger in a cage and they're fighting each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. That does make me think more about it. Maybe it'd be more of like a 50, 50 split or maybe even the bear. Yeah. I don't know. And and the brown bears that they're killing are probably smaller than your average brown bear. I don't know. Well, they have some pretty big brown bears over there. Okay. Uh, Our next category is where can you see this animal? So there's not a great place to go see Siberian tigers. They're incredibly rare. Uh, They are getting a little bit more common, but really your only spot is that spot we were talking about. San Francisco Zoo. San Francisco Zoo. You can get real close to them there. (laughs) So if you do want to see one in the wild, you got to go to Eastern Russia. Don't go to Siberia. Yeah, don't go to Siberia. Don't get tricked into thinking. <laughs> okay, so how are we messing things up for them? Uh, they are being killed by poaching, uh, hunting. The hunting's like legal hunting for them is pretty much over, but they still are poached. You know, mostly for their use in traditional Chinese medicine, and then obviously like, habitat loss is a huge thing for them. So if we can kind of restore habitat for them, they'll probably bounce back and luckily they are an animal that a lot of people care about so they do um they do have a lot of conservation groups that are kind of fighting for them that's good nice yeah all right and then our last category is do we like this animal um so we know mike mike has a number of animals that he truly doesn't like uh me and jeff like most animals (laughs) that's fair but we did you've already kind of said that you're a fan of tigers yeah i love tigers just aesthetically as far as their natural behaviors and capabilities, just physically, I don't know. I I think that they're a compelling they're animal just beyond just their beauty. If I were to compare it to a human counterpart, it'd be like a James Bond kind of yeah. like cool and smooth <laughs> and like really lithe and graceful, but like yeah. super dangerous too. Yeah. You know, Daniel Craig's James Bond no. because he's got the cool eyes. No way, dude. It's got to be uh, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. It's one of the worst James Bonds. Yeah, but he's still, you know. Yeah. He's pretty cool. He was kind of our James Bond growing up, I guess. Um, I get that. For me, I'm the same way. I absolutely adore tigers. I, like I said, I was in India recently. I got to see two wild tigers, which was such a treat. I was in a national park specifically looking for tigers, and I saw two of them. I get so excited to see animals in the wild. Rarely does it, like, make me emotional, and seeing tigers in the wild kind of did. It was such an impressive animal to see in the wild and they're just yeah they're just so cool like they're just kind of the top predator there's obviously like bigger predators we got like orcas and polar bears and stuff but as far as just being good at what they do there's not anything much better than a tiger yeah i mean obviously i like tigers if i'm like ranking it i would probably put it top 10 animals i'd put it behind the grizzly that we already did yeah and then you pick like a jaguar over as a far as big cats go it'd be my second favorite jaguars are my favorite yeah mm. i have a hard time ranking the big cats because yeah. i i might be like jaguar number one too and then maybe even mountain lions before tigers oh, what? interesting i love a mountain lion no way yeah really you like mountain lions more than lions <sighs> i think so they're I'm just not so a big cool. i'm not big on lions Okay. I don't know. The whole like King of the Jungle moniker is well, and they're like in prides and kind of lazy, and like tigers are solitary hunters, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I just no don't... offense to all you lion lovers out there. I'm sure we're going to talk about lions. <laughs> Big too. Lion I guy. love lions. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know the whole king thing. 
I'm just not a monarchist. The I funny guess. thing too is that tigers are bigger than lions. But I think growing up, we all kind of thought that lions were bigger because they are king in the jungle. Mm. But tigers are bigger, and there actually are Asiatic lions. So they they did used to share space, and they still do in one tiny little part of India. Mm. And I bet the lions are afraid of tigers because they're just bigger so and meaner. Tigers are the biggest cat. Tiger, yeah, Siberian tigers are the biggest cat. Okay. Yeah, they're they're the biggest and and kind of the the toughest too, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Unless yeah. there's like a the saber tooth tiger still roaming there's around not. somewhere out there. There's not. <laughs> yeah, we'll answer that for you. Oh, there isn't. <laughs> oh. Oh, been gone for a long time. Yeah. One thing that's cool about tigers, like, so I was in India learning about sloth bears, which are this tiny, you know, there's pretty small little Indian species of bear. But they're super aggressive, and that's because they cohabitate with tigers, and they're in the same area as tigers. And so when a tiger comes at one, they hit it with everything they've got. And tigers are smart enough to kind of do this risk assessment and think, okay, I can kill this thing. They know they can kill a sloth bear, but how messed up am I going to get by taking this on rather than just like a deer? So a lot of times they won't attack a sloth bear because a tiger needs every muscle in its body to survive. Whereas a bear can take a pretty big hit and still survive because it's just eating insects and plants and stuff. Mm -hmm. But a tiger, to be able to continue to hunt, really needs everything working at full speed. Yeah. And so if a bear comes at it with everything, the tiger's like, okay. So you know, tigers right. kind of make everything around them tougher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind yeah. of, yeah. So it's pretty neat. They're just a cool animal and, and one that is, I'm really, I really hope we keep around. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Right. Anyway, our disclaimer again is we love animals more than anyone in the world. We don't think they're bloodthirsty things. We think that people understanding this stuff will actually help them better appreciate animals rather than be afraid of them. But it is good to have them out there and have that kind of healthy fear of them too. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, guys. Cool. Thanks, everyone. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs>